In this episode of Shifted, we're talking to the adopted educators. Spoiler alert, it's us. We're interviewing ourselves. We'll discuss what the program is like from the inside, the day-to-day, what it's like going into a classroom to teach adopted, and what this whole transition to virtual learning has been like. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another special episode of Shifted. We're diving right into our interviews with each other this week. That's right. As weird as it sounds, each of us took a turn being the interviewee so you, the listeners, can see what it's like in this little dysfunctional family of ours. We'll talk through the ins and outs of being an educator for Adopted, including what it's like going to a different school every day to present our lessons to new students and new teachers. We figured it's important for you guys to get to know us a little bit as the hosts, too. So, we finished off the interview with quite an interesting lightning round of questions. Off we go. Here's the interview with Carrie Tobar and Amy Smith, the Adopt Ed Educators. Okay, let's get started. Introduce yourself to us, Carrie. Let us know about your your life and your job. My name is Carrie. I live with my husband and my two young sons. Ugh, one of them's about to be a middle schooler. I guess they're not that young anymore, but ugh. Um, and we have a dog. We have a pandemic puppy, a little bulldog named Twiggy, and we're obsessed with her. Traveling is my favorite thing. I caught the travel bug early on, and I did the six weeks in Europe tour when I was 20, actually on my 21st birthday in Barcelona, and that has stuck with me more than any other thing in my life. Just learning about other cultures and the way people live and just seeing really old stuff in Europe. Our country's really young. Um, there's some old stuff over there. It's fascinating. I've been with Gladney five and a half years. My title is an adoption education specialist, and I work in our adopt ed program. I love my job. I get to go into high schools and talk to high school students about adoption. It's uh, it's a fun job. It's it's been it's been a blast the last five and a half years. I also am just curious to take it back a little bit. What did you want to be when you were in high school? So if we're being completely honest, I never thought about it. I was in high school and I was so wrapped up into what I was doing right then in high school. And I don't know, we just didn't talk about once we went to college. We, we talked about we were going to go to college, but we never talked about beyond. And so when I was dropped off at Texas Tech, I, was, I had been 18 for maybe a month. I was so lost. And there were more people in my dorm than, than were in my hometown. So I was all of a sudden like a little fish in a big pond, and um, I struggled for a little bit. I um, changed majors a couple times. I didn't know what I was doing. I just would talk to someone and be like, well, that sounds fun. And then I would take a class and be like, that's not fun, and switch it up. And I finally took an anthropology class and then started taking some um, courses in human studies, family development, and I was kind of fascinated with that. That's how I ended up with a human, I don't even remember, human... Human growth and development. Yeah, there we go. You know, I don't think I even realized that we have the same bachelor's degree. Wow. I don't think I ever noticed that. That's interesting. So you went to tech and you studied human growth and development. 
But you ended up being a teacher, right? So right. that was what you did for how many years? Well, my mother my whole life would say, you need to be a teacher. And I would say, no, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. And then when I graduated from tech and I moved back to the Metroplex, I started thinking maybe I want to be a teacher. While I was at tech, I did some volunteer work at an after-school program. And I really, I remember this one girl in particular, I taught her long division. I was probably good at teaching her long division because my math goes up to about fourth grade. (laughs) So I was like speaking on her level and I was able to explain it to her. Um, And so I thought, yeah, being a teacher would be fun. And so I went back and got my uh, teaching certification. And then I said, after saying, I'll never be a teacher. Then I said, I'm never going to teach middle school. And then I ended up teaching middle school. And I taught middle school for 13 years and I loved it. Middle schoolers are hysterical. What was it like transitioning from being a public school educator to an adopt ed educator? It was life changing. As much as I loved being a teacher, um, I my husband and I started a family. We had two little boys, and I was just exhausted. I was exhausted at school, and then I would come home exhausted, and I just felt like I wasn't doing either one justice. I wasn't being a great teacher, and I wasn't being a great mom. So. Finding this job at Gladney really gave me more flexibility to be a mom. And I'm fascinated by adoption. I don't really have adoption in my family. I mean, like some cousins have adopted kids, but it was uh, next door neighbors who came over and we'd never really hung out before. And then I found out that their son was adopted and I just had a bunch of questions. And it was just really fascinating because, you know, I, I think family units and the family dynamics are interesting. And so I was just so excited when I was able to come on and, and be a part of the team. Because still, in a way, you get to teach and educate. It's just a different audience. That's and why it's a unicorn job. Yeah. Like it blended two things that I wanted, to do, I wanted to do well. I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be an educator. And then sprinkle in some adoption in there. So it was like, it was perfect. All right, so walk us through a day where you are presenting adopted to a school in person, okay? And what is it like from your perspective? What is it like when you go out into the world and teach this adoption education? Right, so if we want to get technical, I mean, if I'm going to a new school that I've never visited before, you have to do Google Maps the night before and figure out your route. You have to know what time you need to leave. You have to even think about what traffic's going to be like at that point. And then the dread school parking lot. I know you know what I mean. Finding the visitor spot and navigating, especially if you're there at the beginning of school with all the parents doing drop-off, it's kind of a nightmare. So I always want to get there super early, make sure I get one of the three or four visitor spots available. And then you go in and you have to present your ID and check in. And then you have to navigate the high school and find the classroom. So I've been lost in many schools, uh, but everyone's always super sweet because I've got a wagon that I carry all my adopted goodies in. And in that wagon, there's candy. And I have bribed many people in the hallway, like many students, like, can you walk me to Miss, you know, Chapman's room? Here's some candy. And I will say one of the really good things about going to multiple schools in a week, and Amy knows I do this. I think she does it too. I can wear the same outfit a couple times in a week. It is glorious. I do not have to plan clothes. If I'm going to a school on Monday, but then a different school on Tuesday, (laughs) I can just wear the same thing. It's it's, for someone like me who's an overthinker, it's wonderful. I I call it my uniform. It's kind of one of my favorite things about the job. (laughs) 
I know. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned personally since becoming an educator for the Adopt Ed program? A couple things. Um, people are more, they have a lot of opinions on adoption. They see that they're having a speaker talk about adoption and they come with me with some all the feelings and they're not positive feelings sometimes. I mean, they've seen adoption gone wrong in movies, maybe a friend uh, was in the foster care system and they associate that with adoption. And so I, I didn't realize there was so much negative energy surrounding adoption amongst the teenagers. And I kind of like it because I take it as a challenge because now I have to convince them to, to look at adoption in a different way. And because of our program, it, it's so well done. I think we do a really good job of that. I can tell when students leave, you know, I'll ask them, did you learn something new today? Is there something? And you can just tell they've shifted. The perspective has shifted for sure. Also, another thing I've learned because, you know, I, nor I, I taught middle school for so long. And so now working with teens, teens can sniff out a phony. They appreciate candor. They appreciate it. If they ask me a hard question and I say, I don't know that, but I'm going to find the answer and I'll email your teacher and she can share it with you. They appreciate that. You know, I used to come in just with rainbows and bubbles talking about adoption and they appreciate the more real stories about it and talking mm -hmm. about how an adoption, there's loss and grief. Um, and that's been interesting to me. I just, I, I can't say enough about uh, young people. They are fascinating. <laughs> yes, they are. And since they are so fascinating, do you have any funny stories from the classroom or anything that stands out from your students or just the experience? The, some that pop in to my mind, I, I was at a school once and the teacher also taught culinary classes and they were having a chocolate chip cookie bake-off and they asked if I would be a guest judge. If you know anything about me, I am a big cookie person. I don't, uh, cakes, eh, whatever, donuts, meh. Give me the cookies. I was so excited. I think I text everyone in my phone that day that I was going to get to judge a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> uh, contest. When I first started teaching at Gladney, so one of our lessons, we have these fake baby dolls that we carry around with us. And my, I did not know it at the time, but um, my son was going around at his daycare telling all the teachers, my mom keeps babies in her car. <laughs> and so the teachers finally said, what do you do? You know, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, work in adoption. And so, oh, bless. We had to clear that up. I did not keep real babies in oh, my car. Those, I, I also had uh, issues with those baby dolls as well. Uh, I had it. You, you want to make sure you hide them in your yes. car so people don't break into your car um, or smash your windows mm -hmm. open thinking it's a real baby. These yeah. are very realistic looking baby dolls. So something I've learned that I'll take into parenthood maybe one day is to <laughs> hide the baby dolls in your car. Pe people frown on leaving babies in cars as they should. So yeah, you got to hide those dolls. Do you think that students really change their mind or learn anything from the adopted curriculum? Amy, I know they do. We do some pre and post test surveys with students. So before Amy or I come into the class, they're given a survey that asks them, you know, questions on how they feel about unplanned pregnancies and adoption. And then after our presentation, they're given a post test. And we have seen their perspectives shift. 
We have seen them go from, I would never consider adoption or I would never tell anyone about an adoption if they were in an unplanned pregnancy to the other side. I absolutely would, you know, share adoption if someone I knew was in an unplanned pregnancy. And that's what we want. We see it on paper and we see it in the classroom. We want to see the attitudes shift and change. The statistics are incredible when you when you look at them and you have someone really smart explain them to you that our, our work is is making a difference. Okay, enough about me. Let's get to know you, Amy. Amy, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, give me a little brief description about your job. Well, my name's Amy, and I love my dog, Mr. Pickles. If you know me, you know I love my dog. Uh, He's a little wiener dog, and he's a rescue, and I've had him since college. And we like to go on lots of walks in our neighborhood, get out in nature. I'm talking about we, but, I mean, I can talk about myself, too. I also really enjoy art. I love music. I really love going to concerts. I love my friends. I'm very social. I talk too much probably, but that's okay. My mom used to say that I used to practice talking. I would just sit there and (laughs) talk to myself all day long. I love my job. I'm an adoption education specialist at Gladney in our adopt ed program. And I get to go around and speak with teenagers in high school classrooms about adoption. You're not going to talk about TikTok videos? And I love TikTok. There it is. My team makes fun of me, but I do really love TikTok, and I've learned some great life hacks. I wasn't a great cook until I got TikTok. Amy, so when you were in high school, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh, so when I was in high school, I wanted to be an athletic trainer. I had a fanny pack with my name embroidered on it. I went to summer camp, and I really thought that's what I was going to do. So did you follow your passion? And where where did you go to school? And what did you study? Yeah, so that changed. Um, I went to Texas State University in San Marcos, and I studied mass communications before finding family and child development, which is what I have my bachelor's degree in. So your first job out of college, what, what did you do? So when I first graduated, I moved back to Fort Worth and I had interned at an international adoption agency. So I knew I wanted to work with adoption. I had kind of fallen in love with it and I knew Gladney was in Fort Worth, but they didn't have any openings. So I worked as a volunteer coordinator at the Samaritan House, which provides permanent supportive housing for homeless families and youth. Very cool. So once you finally got into Gladney, you worked in a different department. And I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So I started at Gladney um, after applying to be the receptionist. Like I wanted to work here so bad. Um, And I didn't get the receptionist job, but they called me about an opportunity to work in our new beginnings program, which is our foster care adoption program. And I started as a program assistant. So I did a lot of paperwork and working with families to get approval to adopt. And then you came to our team at Adopted. You brought your knowledge from the New Beginnings Foster Care. How did that affect you and the way you did your job here uh, with Adopted? I started as a program assistant, but I also got to do some casework in our New Beginnings program. And during that time, I learned a lot about 
where these kids in foster care come from and how they are coping and and what they're going through and what they've been through. And I now that I'm in our adopt-ed program, you know, I, I can understand where some of these students have come from and be um, aware of that when we're speaking about such a, a touchy subject like adoption because it can really pull some heartstrings. It can, it can make you feel all sorts of things and sometimes not always positive. You know, adoption's beautiful. We have beautiful stories in our curriculum. However, there's loss and grief and we, we acknowledge that. And I think our students um, appreciate and connect with that being a caseworker previously, it's it's given me that empathy, and I just want them to feel heard and and to also know that we're here if they need resources or need to speak to someone. That's awesome. In the classroom, have you learned any like big lessons of, since becoming an educator? For me, I would say that by being an educator in adoption, now I am able to take what I learned from our foster care program and and really understand that adoption can be a prevention to more children entering the foster care Absolutely. system. Absolutely. So uh, by educating these students, you know, maybe they take that into their own life. They may know somebody in an unplanned pregnancy or later in their future, they may uh, become pregnant unexpectedly and, and they will know about this option. They will be educated enough to make that decision on their own. Amy, are there any memorable stories that, uh, from the classroom? Yeah, there's definitely a student that stands out in my mind when I think about being in the classroom. And um, this student, I remember I was setting things up for the day. I put our PowerPoint up that has adopted on our slideshow. And he came in and threw his stuff down, threw his backpack down, walked back in the hallway. And I thought, oh, I hope it didn't, you know, I, I don't know what he's thinking, but maybe it's something you know, his girlfriend broke up with him. You never know what students are going through. Uh, but he came back in and he sat at the back of the class, listened to the presentation. And at the end of the class, students were doing some um, hands-on activities and they he came up to me with his teacher and um, he explained to me that his mom had previously placed a child for adoption, um, which was his sibling, and he never really understood it. And so that obviously explained some of his feelings when he walked into class, but he did explain that after listening to the stories of some of our other birth moms and why they made the decisions that they did and talking about why someone would make an adoption and all, all of the conversations that we had, had really changed his perspective and he really shifted his idea. And, and he said to me, I, you know, I can understand why my mom made that decision now. And he said it kind of casually, but to me, I thought, wow, that that's big. Did you cry the whole way home? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I think I immediately like called Carrie or yeah, I called you and told you, but it, it definitely stuck with me. That's incredible. We began creating a virtual classroom, a, a curriculum that we could send students and teachers all across the United States. Because unfortunately, Gladney can't fly us to, you know, Washington to speak to a class. And so we developed this, this virtual classroom. Can you speak on what it was like to develop a new curriculum and like what were our goals? Yeah, it was really fun actually because Carrie you and I are so used to going into the classroom and having that one-on-one -on -one interaction with students, but we wanted to make that 
available on this virtual platform. We were able to really present the same information, but we have an amazing content creator who created a set and we created scripts that was taken directly from our in-person presentations. And we were able to um, present on camera so that they got the same information just digital. Uh, It's very interactive and engaging as well. So there are pop quizzes, but we didn't want it to just be video quiz, video quiz, because that's what a lot of platforms are like, and it can be boring. We didn't want any driver's education. We're never boring. We don't want to be boring. So we, um, you know, we put in different opportunities for students to have collaboration, created discussion groups where students can interact with each other, open-ended questions. But I really think that the storytelling is so compelling that we won't lose student interest. In the virtual classroom, it was really fun to make to see something that we do day-to-day be presented in this one um, lesson to send nationwide and to see the numbers grow um, and see, you know, we're based in Texas, but to see all these different states pop up and register for this classroom has been very exciting. So why do you think AdoptEd has this following? Why do you think AdoptEd's been so successful? I think people relate to adoption. If it's not um, that they have adoption in their life, when we're talking about the reasons why someone might make an adoption plan, what these birth moms are living through, what they're going through in their life and experiencing, or even what adoptees or adoptive parents are going through, everyone can kind of relate to some of those things. And so I think... By relating to them, they are able to take this new information about adoption and modern adoption and how it's evolved through the years and and really um, shift their perspective on adoption. Okay, so Adopt Ed, what's next? Oh, so spoiler alert, we have a new lesson that we're currently working on and it, it will f- be featuring the foster care adoption process. Yes. So we are very excited about that. I think students will really connect with it and it will also um, be virtual so that we can send the information nationwide. Perfect. Thank you, Amy. Time to get serious, Carrie. I'm ready. I'm scared. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We're going to do some lightning round questions. I'm ready. Let's do it. What is your favorite gas station snack? Beef jerky, the round kind. Mountain with a campfire or beach with toes in the sand? Oh, gosh, mountains. What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? I ate a bug in Thailand once. It was crunchy. Strangest thing in your purse? Well, during baseball season, I keep finding my son will take his baseball cup and put it in my purse after games. It's not in there currently, but it, it lives in there during baseball season. It's really gross. Favorite thing to eat in your garden? Carrots. Where are you a regular at? Melt ice cream. Who is your fashion inspiration? Uh, Michelle Obama, when she went through that whole J. Crew stage, I just loved it so much. One item you can't live without? My chapstick aquifer. Your go-to podcast? Cereal. Celebrity crush? Idris Elba, currently? A teacher you had or taught with that has inspired you the most? Well, funny, their name was Amy Smith, or is Amy Smith. She's the other Amy Smith in my phone, and she was just, or she is a fantastic educator, and she works really well with teenagers. Like, she loves teenagers, and it showed, so she was an inspiration to me to really get to know them. 
All right, that's all I've got for you. Wow. Amy, I have your questions in my hand. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, lightning round. So the first thing that comes to mind. Best concert. Adele. Really? Yeah. The character from Poo Poo Creek that you most identify with. David. Oh my God, ew, David. If you could be a kid again for one day, what age would you choose? Ooh, eight. Would you choose to be the smartest, wealthiest, most attractive, or most famous person in the world? If you could pick one of those. Smartest. If Pickles could tell you one thing, what would you ask him? Where did you come from? Oh, his back, his origin yeah, story. I want to know his origin. Like, <laughs> I have a theory and I want to know if it's right. If you had to pick one influencer to follow and dump all the others, who would you choose? Haley, Haley Baldwin. Wait, what is the question? Haley Baldwin. Haley Bieber. Would you pick to magically know all the languages in the world or know how to play all the instruments in the world? Instruments. You're walking in a forest and you find a suitcase. Inside it holds a million dollars and a piece of blood-stained paper with a single word that reads, don't. What do you do? I don't. You don't take the money? I don't. I don't. There's blood. (laughs) I just don't. It just sounds like a recipe for disaster. If you could speak to teen Amy and tell her one thing, tell her one thing, not ask her one thing, but tell her one thing, what would you tell her? Quit bleaching your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Quit bleaching your hair and don't, maybe maybe stay on your rec soccer team so you stay in shape. Good one. (laughs) Amy, you did a good job on the lightning round. Thank you. Okay, that was pretty fun, actually. I didn't know exactly what would pan out because we are both interviewer and interviewee, but I think it worked out. Yeah, I was kind of surprised we were able to hold it together, too. Look at us go. Two episodes deep, and we've already got this podcast host thing down. (laughs) Okay, whoa. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Shifted. Like Carrie said, we're just getting started and we have lots of future episodes in the works. Some will feature conversations with special guests and experts about a variety of topics. Some will be more informational and some will just be plain fun. If you're like us and can't wait to listen when those episodes go live, be sure and subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player to join us. If you have any questions for us or future episode ideas, email us at shifted at gladney.org or send us a DM on Instagram. And remember, we've taken some notes for you down in the episode description. Check that out for any links we mentioned in the episode, as well as how you can reach out to us. We'll also give you guys links to follow us on social media and some additional information about AdoptEd and Gladney. So be sure to check that out. That's it. See you guys in the next episode where we'll be talking to AdoptEd's very own content creator, Noah Rogers, the man behind the scenes helping us tell stories and get our program to more people. Ooh, that'll be a good one. 